Hello and welcome to Preview. This is a podcast about movie trailers and I'm Casey. And I'm Kyle. And we have a special guest. We have a very special guest, Chad Fierstad. Hey everyone. Hey. <laughs> Chad, you are a filmmaker, a musician, an author, an actor. Am I missing anything else? Anything uh, important? I I wouldn't say so, but but as many say, a, a, chef? a jack of all trades, but a master of none. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd beg to differ. We're like we're really excited to have you on the show. Thanks for talking about trailers for, with us. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. Chad picked out a very special uh, trailer classic called Zardoz. Yeah, Chad. Wait, <laughs> a, right. re- real quick before we get into it, I just want to ask: You're really into movies you do a lot of reviews and year-end uh lists and stuff like that what is your relationship to trailers i mean i love them <laughs> i think they're extremely important uh because well how else what what better way is there to know whether or not you should see a film uh i don't know what else to say other than that but uh so you, get just, ex- you get excited for trailers for movies that you're you're like looking forward to seeing Right. Oh, oh, absolutely. Like if I'm going to see a movie at the theater and we don't make it in time for the trailers, I'm super bummed. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, good. right. Like it's an important part not only of like getting hyped but for the like movie going experience. You're like, I got to see those trailers. I got to get there early. Especially the opportunity to see a trailer in the theater with all those sounds and visuals maxed out the way they were meant to be seen, you know. It's a it's a huge part of the whole experience, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good Love point. It. I've never thought about that. When you think about even just like this trailer too, what like drew you into Zardoz? Is this something like a trailer that like is high in your mind as like the pinnacle of trailers? Or is this just like something you're like, this is bananas, let's talk about this crazy one? Well, <laughs> so I mean, you know, there are trailers that... I mean, nowadays, like, you kind of have to follow a lot of rules when you make a trailer. Like, you have to get certain points across, and you have to try to draw an audience in with with specific marketing points. And Mm -hmm. in the 70s, things were a lot, a lot, a lot different. (laughs) And um, when you see a trailer like this, it's almost like... It's almost like a a standalone piece, like, on its own. Like, it's like a standalone... Like, um, yeah, they, they don't even let you make trailers like this anymore. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, I do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We should mention, too, I asked Chad if, he, if there was a uh, trailer that he was interested in doing, and he said immediately that he wanted to do Zardoz, which is from 1974. So obviously the trailer that has already come out, thus making it a previewed classics. Yeah, this is a previewed classic, and it's going to be a classic episode, I can already tell. It's oh. so great already. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Kyle, would you like to read your synopsis that you wrote yes. about what so happens I, in this trailer? I tried my best to um, sum up what happens. It's a long trailer, so most of the trailers we've done so far have been about two minutes. This one has an extra minute on every other trailer. It's about three minutes long, and it's... Um, crazy from start to finish so this is how it starts the trailer opens up with a pummeling of text it's just like very simple black on white text and it says beyond 1984 beyond 2001 which are it seems like kind of quips at like the movie 1984 and the film 2001 a space odyssey but then quickly it goes off the rails and instead of being like beyond this 
crazy sci-fi movie and beyond this crazy sci-fi movie it's also beyond love and beyond death and it just like (laughs) jumps the shark so fast and then we see this super psychedelic text that just says zardoz and we hear like this deep rumbling voice also say zardoz and it echoes in space can you echo my voice, Casey, in post, if I say Zardoz. Zardoz. You got it. Yeah, I can absolutely do that. Okay. You got to say it more so, like this. Zardoz. <laughs> yeah, this, that's way better. That's just way to interject, I, do you guys, uh, are you familiar with the Mighty Boosh? Yeah. I feel I like am. the the intro to that took great inspiration from this trailer. From Zardoz. You know when it says like, join us, join us. Sounds like a lot like this. Oh, totally. Yeah, it yeah. does have like a, almost like a Twilight Zone introduction where it's yes. like, get ready to enter into another world. Zardoz! Yeah, okay, continue. So there's some psychedelic text. Yeah, what were you going to say, Chad? Oh, well, I haven't seen a lot of the Mighty Boosh, but I did notice upon researching this recently that apparently Rick and Morty have been referencing Zardoz. <laughs> in, in one or more of their episodes, so no kidding. Okay, <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a big um, what's that show called again? Frank and Morty, Rick, Rick and Morty. Morty. <laughs> I don't really watch that show, but knowing that they're referencing this movie uh, makes me want to watch it more nice. than anyone telling me I should watch it. Right, um, right. So we see Zardoz on screen, and then we hear that deep voice also say Zardoz speaks to you and we see a slow zoom in on a giant stone head sculpture that's kind of in the style of like the eastern island sculptures but it has like bigger scarier eyes and the mouth is open and it's like screaming Mm -hmm. and uh, the stone head head starts speaking even more and he says or she I don't know it's a a deep masculine voice but they speak we don't know if it's a yeah they speak Um, his chosen ones the gun is good go forth and kill and we see sean connery with a group of people wearing very futuristic and similar clothing like um celebrating with their their like firearms and shooting them into the air very celebratory like this stone head had like bestowed these weapons onto them um and then from here on out there's no really (laughs) like storyline it's really just like a montage of crazy things happening and um different vo and people like sort of talking over the the images and we uh we see sean connery enter the big stone that i was just talking about the easter island type thing and then we hear a woman talking to sean connery and says um you came here in the stonehead Tis the only path and passage into the vortex. Um, and we have no reference or like any sort of like understanding of the stone head, what the path is, or what the passage into the vortex or what the vortex is. Um, but I think just the bananas uh, editing and crazy imagery we see sort of explains it. We see Sean Connery um, in like a a room with like a bunch of arrow or not arrows a bunch of um, mirrors and there's just like naked people like in the mirrors but then also sort of like looks like maybe sean connery's past and then we hear sean connery say my name is zed and for zardar i am an exterminator so now we know what sean connery is doing he's an exterminator for zardar um maybe the stonehead and maybe chad after this you can help us 
um, through this a little bit more. Yeah, you yeah Chad, so? have you seen the you've seen the film? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh well have you seen the film well first let me just say uh upon revisiting this trailer recently um there was one comment i saw on youtube that really really stood out to me as as probably the best comment i've seen in a long time and he said i think after seeing the trailer i now know less about the movie than i did after (laughs) watching the actual movie (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I watched through it like four or five times, trying to figure out like what is what is happening in this, and what's the point, and and is it as crazy as the trailer makes it sound, or are they trying to like? There's like a lot of philosophical text and things happening that makes it seem really deep, and I'm not sure if it really is, or it could be completely different. Well, to answer your question, Casey, I have seen half the movie. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> is that all you could take? Uh, maybe it just wasn't the right day. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You, it seems like you really have to be in the mood for this one to sit through it. Um, so in between that moment when he says who he is and the end of the trailer, there's just like a lot of text on screen and a lot of crazy imagery. We see Sean Connery fall into like a mirrored, um, triangle thing and he like teleports into like a different space we see someone surgically put like a diamond into someone else's forehead like kind of where like their third eye would be sean connery gets trapped in plastic and is like trying to escape a house explodes sean connery uses sign language to some people on horses he like slides down a hill he gets trapped in a hall of mirrors and then he starts shooting at a bunch of stuff like with the, he has a revolver throughout the trailer that he like just shoots things. <laughs> Almost <laughs> like it's just like he's like a Western guy trapped in a weird fun, sci-fi movie. A funhouse. Um, it's like he's in a yeah. LSD funhouse the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It totally had a, a like circus um, LSD funhouse vibe the whole time. And then it just sort of ends after a bunch of like really open-ended text goes on screen. There's like a a line that says, I have seen the future and it doesn't work. There's a line that comes up that says, Zardoz created God and then he recreated man. And what was the other text? There was one other thing that was just like really um, confusing and and open-ended. But we end with uh, Zed or, or Sean Connery trying to destroy a tabernacle and uh, a woman saying no you can't you can't destroy this it's everlasting it's forever what's a tabernacle <laughs> yeah i know that's what i was wondering that was a word i hadn't heard in a long time the tabernacle the, the other um i don't know if i mentioned it but there was one piece of text and i can't remember if i wrote it down here sean connery blah 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 Oh, there's text early on when he explains who he is, that he's an exterminator for Zardoz. There's text that said, in uh, he goes into a world of eternal life, and he brought the gift of death. And that really seemed like the only thing that made like uh, sense in terms of like a plot. Mm-hmm. Besides that, it was all just like very, very confusing text and images and VO. Is yeah. that what you guys got out of this too? <laughs> yeah, totally. I think... That's it's really good. I mean, I th- I think the yeah I'm with you, and I think that the mystery is part of the whole allure. You right, know, right. It's, uh, yeah, it's really it's actually it's the entire allure. It's the mystery and the aesthetic, <laughs> and that's it. Yes. 
Yeah, it reminded me of, have you seen um, The Holy Mountain, Chad? Uh, of course I have. I've seen right. the majority of Alejandro Jodorowsky's films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen a handful. I haven't seen them all, but this almost felt like, uh, and I don't know when The Holy Mountain came out, but this almost felt like a ripoff of that or like some sort of, like during the same, whatever the mind hive, hive mind, whatever had was like, we're going to make really trippy psychedelic films that have like, it's all tied together by philosophy and not by plot. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm 75% sure that the Holy mountain came out in 1973. So there's a good chance that you could be right. Yeah. Right. A, a couple years before it, it definitely feels inspired by it. Um, just with like the sort of journey that, Sean Connery is going on and it it sort of mirrored um, the Holy Mountain sort of like weird time traveling journey that um, I don't remember what the main character is called, but felt very similar. Yeah, there was a a whole pocket of films from the late 60s to the early 70s that kind of had a similar vibe to this where it's just like the aesthetics are so strong and they were so trippy mm-hmm. but it's like the the plot's almost entirely uh incohesive and <laughs> yeah. um, the, the 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 main one that it reminds me of actually is uh barbarella you ever seen barbarella i've never seen it i i I feel like it's been on TV or something when I was younger and I was like, I I don't understand this. (laughs) I never went back to it. It's, I mean, it's entirely worth turning on sometime, even if you're not paying full attention, if you're just kind of paying like 80% attention or something like that. But uh, it's a, it's a pretty singular experience aside from a few other films like Zara's that, that, that are in that realm, you know? Yeah. Have you seen it, Casey Barilla? No, I haven't. Yeah, and I've not seen Zardoz either. I've only listened to the uh, the episode of How Did This Get Made, where they talk about Zardoz. So I feel like oh, yeah. I have a loose sort of um, knowledge of like the extent of the movie. Okay, or at least you know the, the the holes that they poked into it. But that's about it. That's all all I know about it. Awesome. Well, I would definitely recommend you give Barbarella a shot first. Yeah, M- maybe okay. Zardoz after <laughs> afterwards if you like okay. warm up. Yeah, you need something to warm you up to Zardoz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does this make like a, do you have a list of like uh late sixties, early seventies films that are like must sees, Chad? Um, you mean like of this style? Yeah. Or or yeah, I just know that too many um, posts about stuff. It's usually a little more I thought mean, out than just most like, most movies of this style are not generally very praised. <laughs> like <laughs> like they're they're mostly pretty frowned upon at this point. Um, but I, I mean, Barbarella is the one that I'm the most fond of. I have like a handful of movies that I like, if I want to turn something on, like to kind of like get like kind of doze off to and like be comforted by like, uh, Barbarella is on my short list of movies that I like to like fall asleep to. Yeah. Um, I would also put Caligula in this, uh, in this category, but that, but that movie is, I mean, it, I don't know if anyone actually like watches it from the beginning to the end, you know. <laughs> um, Would you put there, the uh, the Flash Gordon um, from 1980 in there? That's a movie that I've been wanting to see that I never have. I think okay. I might appreciate it because I, I think it does kind of uh, kind of knowingly have a little bit of like a Barbarella type vibe to it, but with that sure. killer uh, Queen soundtrack, right? 
Oh, I don't know. I, all I remember is as a kid, like really thinking Flash, like the 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 Flash that I knew, like the one that ran fast and had, you know, was like the DC like superhero. The and then Flash. I, yeah, the Flash. And this was on like TV at my grandma's house. And I remember just being young enough that like the aesthetic of it just made me feel sick. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> got like a stomach ache from it. God, I love uh, movies like that. <laughs> it gave, that gives you a stomachache. Yeah, yeah, totally. Actually, uh, uh, I, I just I just got a stomachache from a movie for the first time ever in my life in the last like three four months. I oh, think I know what it that? is. It was uncut Can I gems guess? in the oh. theater. Is that what you're gonna say, Casey? Well, only because he told me that. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, yeah. Sorry, I blew that for you, Casey. <laughs> Did that? Good. I haven't seen Good Times either. Did you get that feeling from Good Times? Well, it's funny. A lot of people say that they find good time to be more stressful than than uncut gems, but mm-hmm. yeah. good good time is like pure bliss for me all the way through. Like it, like it, it puts a smile on my face, and I get excited and giddy, and like like I love it so much. Like every element of it all the way through. But yeah. um, but uncut gems is just like it's a different, like it's the same style of filmmaking, but like the set of characters and what you're going through is so different that it like right. it it hit me in a different way like it really really like tied my fucking guts and knots for the first time and like really like just the the whole build-up of it it was just like wow like this really really creates like anxiety to the point of nausea for the first time that i've ever experienced wow <laughs> wow yikes that sounds uh <laughs> terrible but also i really want to see it <laughs> it looks so good but that doesn't sound fun it's impressive but uh, me and both the girls that I went and saw it with in the theater, both uh, we all felt sick when we when we left. <laughs> like puking. Um, it, it's weird. Adam Sandler too. Even like Punch Drunk Love, and I, I haven't seen Uncut Gems, so maybe it's not to the same extent. But that one will give me anxiety too. It's he kind of like uh, likes going there as an actor, like getting in that sort of like gross, anxious, stressful, um, icky space. Well, I wish people, I, I wish people would give him the opportunity to do it more because he's great at it. You know. Yeah, I agree. I I love Punch Drunk Love, and I that's one of the main reasons too why I'm so pumped for Uncut Gems to see that is that he's so good at getting gross and, and like feeling uncomfortable. I feel like Kyle, you're somewhat of a Sandman stan, are you not? Yeah, I I love the Sandman. I would I would go in a debate with anyone on any of his movies. They're all great. Maybe maybe avoiding uh grown-ups, but besides that, <laughs> I think pretty much everything on his on his list is great. Hell yeah. You're you're a big Jack and Jill fan? <laughs> yeah, Jack and Jill. <laughs> no, not Jack and Jill. What's the other one he did? Is that the with, one where he um, plays his own sister? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With Al Pacino. There's one other one with uh what's his name from SNL and uh Brooklyn Nine Nine uh adam sandberg yeah wait. adam sandberg wait is that his or name? andy sandberg andy andy sandberg andy sandberg, andy sandberg. Andy that sandberg. Was too. where he's his looks son terrible. right yeah that one looks really bad i want to say daddy's home i know it's not daddy's home or something like <laughs> yeah, that it's not that but it's like that <laughs> that's like my boy at the exact same time that's my boy that's what it's called yes I think the last the Adam Sandler the comedy, dump. the last Adam Sandler comedy that I actually saw was um, Little Nicky, and after that, I just I was done. Whoa! Yeah, uh, I would really? uh, I wouldn't watch another one after that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. That was so great. Um, 
I um really liked this trailer for the most part besides being confused. I uh I gave it uh three Sean Connery ponytails out of five. Kyle. I, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Wait, you don't like being confused? What's wrong with you? <laughs> what about uh what about you guys? What did you think overall? Did you enjoy it? I gave it two point five Sean Connery ponytails. Kyle, I'm not Whoa, kidding. I had that no in my way. notes. Ponytails. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Did you rate it by ponytails too, uh, Chad? What did you rate yours? No, of course not. And uh, <laughs> ob- obviously, since I chose it, I think that it's a a masterful, legendary trailer. And uh, <laughs> and I give it five giant, uh, horrifying, uh, floating stone heads. <laughs> out of five you know That's for good. as yeah. like as as low budget as this movie looks when he walks into the stone head that set is like really impressive it's like yeah, he's, he walks cool through the mouth on. and it's like it's like a giant stone head fortress or something yeah i definitely feel like you have to be stoned to appreciate the visuals and like um it looks really boring because there doesn't seem to be a plot, but I know like that scene where they're like dropping that diamond into that person's forehead or whatever that is. They're like doing some like psychic surgery or something on someone. Uh, if I was really stoned, I'd be like, so into it and be like, Oh my gosh, it's so meaningful. So I, I, I love the visuals and I think, uh, yeah, the sets and the design and everything was really cool. It seems like they're trying to say a lot, but I just don't know if it would pay off unless I was baked. Totally. Right, right. At least, right? Yeah, at mm. least baked. <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> Chad, can you answer, do you remember, is uh, is he wearing like some sort of like military uniform? Because there are other people wearing what he's wearing. Like, is there some kind of like story or some reasoning behind like the outfit that he's wearing? The weird red thong? Yeah, yeah, with like this thigh high boots. <laughs> that'd be a that'd be a really cool military, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I do not recall at all, like what, okay. why he's wearing that. Uh, um, you know, I definitely, yeah, I do, I do want to see the entire movie at some point. Uh, hopefully soon. Maybe this will push me to to give it a real chance. You know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but I I don't have the answer to that question, to be honest. Okay. Okay, got could it. I, could I could I digress for one quick second, please? Oh, for sure. Uh, on the subject of uh, movies in a similar realm, uh, there is one that I discovered uh, maybe six months to a year ago that really really stood out to me that I really liked that I've I've never met anyone else who has seen it. Uh, it's from like '69 and it's called Hero Stratus, and um, the only known act- actress in it is uh, Helen Mirren. But uh, oh, she, she, but she's in this, uh, she's in this segment uh, in the second half of the movie where they're filming a commercial, and it's shot in a very psychedelic manner. But uh, she's, you know, supposed to be kind of a sex symbol in it, and she's so hot. Like I never, I never would have known because you know we, being our age, we see Helen Mirren as like this kind of like, uh, kind of like a bitchy like old woman, and that's like all that we see her as, you know, a great. Mm-hmm. A great yeah. A great actress, but that's where she excels in acting. But she is like literally one of the foxiest women I've ever seen in this segment. And uh, so first, I just saw that clip on YouTube, and then I was I was like, I got to see this whole movie. And uh, it's really, really, a really singular artistic standout film, uh, Hero Stratus. So if anyone's interested, if anyone's interested, I just I, I recommend checking it out. That's all. 
Uh, that's a good tip. I agree with you on the Helen Mirren. I, I watched this um, early 90s show was on Netflix called um, Prime Suspect, where she plays this lead detective on, it's almost like a Sherlock Holmes type of like British mystery series. But uh, she's such a babe that I like fell in love with her and fell in love with all of her other work. Like I didn't really know of her before that and was just like, oh my gosh, she's also like 80 years old and <laughs> was like even 80 in like the early 90s. It seems like she's been old forever. For and a it, minute. Yeah, she's, for a minute. I, she's on my list for sure of like if uh, Nicole and I had like a celebrity list of who we would um, have like the the cheating is totally cool with. What's that called? Uh, hall pass it's is called, what it's sometimes it's called. Being, called. It's it doesn't called make being sense nasty. though. <laughs> yeah, it's called the, the nasty list. That I would just put Helen Mirren, and that's it. I don't think I have another celebrity crush that I would even want to pass for. Wow. It would just be wow. on Helen Mirren. I did not. So realize. Kyle, you must love that photo. So my interest is peaked. I've never even heard of this. Uh, Kyle, are you familiar with that photo where she's like in the swimsuit? And she's like shielding her eyes on the rocks. You know what I'm talking about? I don't think so. No, um, oh. a newer or an old, a classic. It's Helen it's Mirren new. Classic. It's it's aged Helen Mirren, and she's like in yeah. a bikini, and she's like just a babe. It lit the internet on fire. It was like wow. <laughs> How is she? We did have Chad on for hot takes where he just uh, picks out really <laughs> hot women that he's like um, interested in right now that are like underground hotties. Yes, I'm Mirren. I'm 500% down to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on, on the subject of Helen Mirren, though, if you know, can, can we just, you know, take the transition and just say where it's going to go? Um, yeah. Uh, she's also in another movie that she stars in. It's, uh, it's become one of my favorite movies of all time in the last couple of years. Uh, have you guys ever heard of a movie called uh, The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover? I've heard of it. It's... I've never seen it though, yeah. Well, that movie I would recommend more than almost any other movie that exists because it's become one of my favorites of all time. Uh, And and that's another Helen Mirren uh, masterwork from uh, 1989 by a British director. So uh, check that one out. Cool. What was the other one called? Hero Stratus. And that's one word. That's we- I like that she's been in a bunch of weird ass um, this this the time of Zardoz. Zardoz. I'm surprised she's not in this. I feel like this would have been her heyday of like weird psychedelic uh, um, like outsider movies it was her heyday she just wasn't in this one you know <laughs> yeah she she didn't get the part she probably tried out and they or maybe someone. she or maybe she just didn't like sean connery you know i mean i'm not even uh, that, i'm not even that fond of him to be honest <laughs> yeah me neither i'm surprised he's in this how did they do you do you guys know anything about the casting of this and how they got sean connery because it seems insane I did a slight amount of research. I saw a uh, a commentary of the director. I forget his name, but he did... Uh, John did, Borman. Uh, yes. He said that it was just a period in Sean Connery's career where he couldn't find a lot of work, which doesn't make any sense because I think he was doing James Bond around this time. Like He was like... Yeah, that's interesting. A huge star. But it's funny because I also read that he was he was rejecting a lot of roles at the time. <laughs> which uh, he seems which, like he's totally game to to just like commit to this crazy movie. You though. know, he also turned down the Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter movies, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, I read that today. Do you know who he was going to be in those? I'm guessing Gimli, and I don't know who else in Harry Potter. Probably the dude who says, "And my axe." 
Gimli. That's what you just said? Yeah. No way. I wonder if that's... Yeah. This movie spoiled his sci-fi fantasy movie thing. Like, if he did this and he's like, I'm never doing another one of these ever again. (laughs) That would be precious. (laughs) There were a lot of bananas text and lines and quotes. Um, Do you guys have any favorite lines, hot lines from the the trailer? Chad, go ahead. Okay, well... um, in real in reality i'm not really a gun person at all but uh but the one thing i do remember from when i was watching the movie is there's kind of like one thing they don't really show in the trailer is there's kind of a vibe of like there's this army of men and the weapons and the guns have kind of a phallic representation and i'm oh, pretty sure. and i'm pretty sure there's like a man versus woman t- sort of war that happens at some point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when they're like well they're like the gun is good go forth and kill it's 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 just so ridiculous and over the top yeah. and like you know obviously now completely unacceptable to in in culture and from most perspectives so uh in in kind of a comedic sense, that's just my favorite line. Is just the gun yeah. is good, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think the watch. If I, I don't know if I'll ever watch this, but if I do, the all of the like social commentary and everything is so broad. Even in the that you can see from the trailer, I don't know how you would even like try and figure out what they were trying to say because it's just like so generalized and so just like this bad thing. A gun is actually a good thing in this world and it's like oh okay this is uh i don't know if i'm gonna get anything out of this it's so um pretty open for interpretation huh? yeah right right <laughs> how about you casey was there anything in the trailer that jumped out i didn't have any specific lines that i liked but i was just i thought all the titles were breathtaking like the way they were it was like they were projected in like a spherical like they were like yeah going you know left to right in some sort of like spherical thing uh, i love that they could, part they could have said anything it looked so awesome yeah mm-hmm. i wonder how they, they did really that pulling out the coolest yeah the coolest effects that they had in in the 70s yeah like we got to throw everything we got at this special effects <laughs> like crazy yeah it, it truly looked amazing i loved um just the kill the tabernacle line <laughs> sean connery at the very end is like you got to kill the tabernacle and it's like how i did that's not a it's a physical thing. It's not a person. And he's can't, trying to kill it. Can't believe I missed that. It's like, since I don't know what it is, I just think of a mix of like a barnacle and a, <laughs> yeah, and, right. a, and a tchotchke, like somewhere in between the two, you know? Yeah, yeah. right. There's like a lot of um, opposites going on in the trailer where like he's saying, kill the tabernacle, like it needs to die. And mm-hmm. then right after that, the woman is like, you can't kill it. It's indestructible. You could never kill it. And there's like, throughout the whole thing, there's like, there's this, but then there's the opposite of this. And they're fighting it out. Or like, there's time and there's vision. And it's all in this complex thing called the vortex. It just is like so many things that are being juxtaposed that I'm not sure are actually like opposites or like can be balanced in that way. Right. Well, that's why that that was so funny. It was like kill kill this thing that can't be killed. Well, polarity is the core of existence. So if you believe in that, then there's two sides to everything, and 
there really is no no opposites because opposites are directly related to one another in the first place. So thank you, thank you, Chad. That's what Casey was trying to say this whole time. Really, I <laughs> I think uh, this is the perfect movie for Chad. Yes, that sounds like well, the, the perfect this, trailer, the maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was watching this whole thing in the, the moment where I was thinking, wait, 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 what was when uh, there was just like more Mirror Funhouse and it almost seemed like this whole movie is just kind of like a, they're going to be in like a reflective prism and they're just going to have like a bunch of strange shots and it's not going to make any sense. That's like the halfway through i was like oh man is this the whole movie is just like a mirror funhouse the whole time i think it's yeah. amazing that you even picked out one moment in this trailer <laughs> yeah, uh, like I, I mean i feel i feel like i do feel like like 90 percent of people would just be like uh obviously the whole trailer is just like <laughs> wait what just i had one specific thing. thing that really stood out to me is he, when he's laying on that table yeah. In, in some sort of room with her, I was like, wait, what? Why is his head like bent so far back? It's like the table is like way too small for him or something. And he just <laughs> yeah. like had to like let his head hang. Could just be a set design issue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they had to make do like with whatever they had. Like someone didn't measure how tall he was. Right, or they're mirrored like tables. So they didn't make one big enough. Yeah. Chad, did you have a specific moment that that made you say besides wait, the whole thing? Wait, yeah. What? No, I already covered my thought on that. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's again that's kind of the appeal of the entire trailer is it's it's wait what the entire time so. for sure. <laughs> it has so many um, little like sound effects and like it just sounds like the seventies and looks like the seventies too that it almost feels like it's like a, a joke, like it's almost like a parody of itself because it's so 70s like the psychedelic thing is so strong mm-hmm. yeah and we've seen it mocked so many times at this, <laughs> yeah, right. at this point you know par- paradized <laughs> over and over and over again so yeah it was just like uh it was so fun to watch that it was so pure and it oh. wasn't a parody at all it sort of reminded me of like a greek mythology type of story like that they were different gods of like these different realms and somehow they were like crossing over and everything was getting crazy but it wasn't based off of any like myths that, real mythology right so it, it seemed it was really hard to follow but it, that's sort of what it felt like they were trying to do i do think that's the closest comparable thing that exists right you know right. and and i i think it's probably uh it probably comes closer uh, than than Arnold Schwarzenegger's Hercules in New York does. Though. <laughs> yeah, <right. Yeah. laughs> it's yeah, it's not quite that, but it's it's closer to the the. the hey, I have a text. fun fact about this movie. Yeah, it's titled Zardoz. Um, it's based on the Wizard of Oz. Oh, so you take off the W I. Really, Zarda. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's another another thing I learned in that commentary article wow. I read. So the name is based off of of the Wizard of Oz, or the story is based off. The Wizard I of think Oz? it it draws similarity about uh, there's like a a mystical wizard who's kind of hiding behind a curtain. Oh, sure, Zarda. who's kind of calling all the shots and stuff. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I could totally see that. So he's probably he's probably controlling. I mean, he is the voice of the floating heads, and he's probably controlling the the floating heads too, right? 
That I can't tell you, but <laughs> but yeah, it seems sure. like it seems like it's what's going to happen if we watch it, right? Uh, right. Yeah, doesn't the Wizard <laughs> yeah. of Oz have like a hot air balloon that he like is in or something? Maybe that's what the oh, something man. like that. I can't remember now. I haven't seen the Wizard of Oz in so long. Well, I remember. I remember what. It's just a an old dude. He's he's in Emerald City. He's behind the curtain, like Casey said, and he's just. Uh, I don't remember what he's controlling, but I think he's controlling a little bit of everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the man. Except man. the witch. She's her own woman. Let's talk about our top five. That so has. It's a a six-letter title. It's one word. Let's talk about our favorite um, six-letter films. Yeah, films that that are titled with six letters and six letters only. No more. Surprisingly, there's there's not that many of them out there. Yeah, Yeah, you think so? Were you able to find five that you liked, Chad? Oh, I got got my list. uh, Nice. Why don't you start us off? What's your number five? Yeah, go through your list, Chad. Let's hear it. Um, Okay. So top five, you want to hear number five first? Yeah, let's start from the bottom. Let's go to the top. All right, I'm, I'm going to go with a Japanese film called Versus. 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 Yep. I've never seen yeah, this. I've never heard of it. It is, I believe, from the early 2000s. It's a very frenetic, fast-paced film. Uh, it's a little, feels a little bit like a martial arts film, but also a bit like a horror movie. Uh, there's like (laughs) zombie samurai ninja type (laughs) dudes going batshit crazy, fighting each other out in the forest. And it's just, it's a wild, wild movie. Super intense, crazy editing, uh, crazy effects. Um, totally worth, totally worth seeing for anyone who's interested in, in that kind of film. Um, so that's my when, number. When five. did that come out, Chad? Is it a newer one or an older one? I believe it's from the early two thousands, okay. but it might also be from the late nineties. Is this like in the Takashi Miike sort of vibe of of films that are just like crazy Japanese? Um, it's uh, it's not quite as bizarre because okay. the those movies, a lot of them, really kind of go off the rails yeah. with like uh with like concepts and like scenarios where it's like half the time you can't even tie it to what's going on. <laughs> yeah, You're just like, what Like, what does this mean? Yeah. So this one's a little more grounded. I would say Versus is a lot more arcade style. Okay, sure. <laughs> where where, where uh, it's it's very straight and to the point. Cool. You know, it's like, like, like if you want to see crazy action violence and intensity, like it sticks to that pretty, pretty solidly throughout the movie. Cool. So that sounds sweet. Yep. Nice. What do you got at number four? Number four, I'm going to go with a little 1985 film called Legend. Oh, oh. I've never seen Legend. <laughs> That's one that I was too scared to pick up when I was a kid in, at Blockbuster, and it, I would pass it all the time, and I'd be like, this is too scary. The guy on the cover is too spooky. Yeah, he's even spookier in the in the movie. Oh, really? You mean Satan. You mean it's Satan, cra- right? Is it Satan? Oh, for sure. It's Tim, it's Tim it. Curry. Tim Curry as Satan. Oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched uh, Clue with Nicole like two nights ago, and we, nice. we are, we're both like, we got to watch more Tim Curry movies. He's so great. Tim Curry is a legend. He's fantastic. That's a great one. And uh, now would be the time to check out Legend. It's, uh, it's another pretty surreal movie. Um, also, when you do watch it, there's an original theatrical cl- uh, theatrical cut, and there's a director's cut that's a lot longer. Yeah. 
I actually I actually recommend the theatrical cut. Okay. It's much better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the director got a little carried away with that cut. Yeah, it really it really meanders and it has a completely different score. Oh. And the score for and the score from the theatrical cut, which is by Tangerine Dream, Whoa. which is like one of the great one of the greatest synth like projects ever. Yeah, right. Um is just far better in my opinion. Wow. Also another another interesting fact, um The Legend of Zelda was loosely based on this film oh whoa that's cool no shit wow loosely loosely inspired by it that's so interesting very cool mm-hmm. well you're dropping gems chad these are all things i've never <laughs> heard of the tangerine dream the tim curry the zelda i'm gonna watch legend probably tonight i'm oh so excited and you remember who the you remember who the lead actor is right no i i, I kyle we're huge fans of this guy it's young tom the... cruise baby no way <laughs> is it really tom cruise yeah it's young ass tom cruise i can't believe tom cruise and tim curry were in a movie together at all you're gonna have to watch this tonight it sounds like it sounds they were also in congo together tom cruise played um amy the the tim curry gorilla what tim curry and tom cruise were in congo together yeah tim curry is recognizable as himself but tom cruise is under the Mask. Are you fucking Amy, kidding me? Amy the gorilla. What for real? He plays Tom a gorilla. Tom Cruise no. played a gorilla. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> what the fuck? Is I was that... gonna say that movie's not even good. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so great if he just plays like a extra in Congo. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Wow. All right, uh, oh. Chad, hit us with your number three, my dude, or number two, right? What? Or no, number no. three. You're right. No, you're we're right, on right. three. Yeah. We're on three. All right, uh, this is a 1986 Italian horror film uh, called Demons. 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 And it, Demons. And it is a hell of a lot of fun. It's, uh, the plot is basically, uh, there's a brand new movie theater that opened in town. It's like, I think it takes place in like Berlin or something. Um, and, um, so there's this creepy guy going around giving everyone tickets to come see a free movie at this new movie theater at the beginning of the movie. And then uh, everyone's, at, everyone's at the screening and uh, the movie is about this... Uh, well, anyways, they get trapped in the theater. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, demons start coming out the screen and people start getting possessed and there's no way to get out of the theater and they're trapped in there and they're trying to find a way out and it's a hell of a good time. Cool. And that's all I got to say about that. All right. Demons. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kind of like um, uh, Dusk Before, Dusk Till Dawn, not Dusk Before Dawn. Like they get trapped in that strip club and they just are like that trapped part. in there. I could see that. But... uh and and also, I bet uh, that both Tarantino and Rodriguez are probably fans of this movie. Oh, Demons, so yeah, I, I bet be, you're right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was loosely related on it. Cool. Yeah, no? Chad, I'm writing down all these, by the way. I'm like taking notes on <laughs> which movies I need to watch this week. I bet one of you guys have seen my number two. Well? It's more of a more of a normal movie <laughs> that like normal people watch. What are you trying to say oh, about it's my? Casey. It's in my wheelhouse. Yeah. It it came out uh, right around when we were graduating from high school, and I remember my before I saw it, my grandma and my mom and a bunch of my family went to go see it because they love Julia Roberts, <laughs> and they came they came out of it 
just like so upset. They were just like, that movie was terrible. That movie was terrible. <laughs> and it's because all the characters in it are just bad. They're just betraying each other and everyone's cheating on each other. And it's just like the conversations they have, they're so painful. And it's just, it's just, it's such an intense psychological movie. And it's, uh, it's closer. You guys ever seen Closer? Yeah, yeah. Natalie, one of yeah. Natalie Portman's like like hottest roles too. Yeah, I've I, never seen it. I, Clive I Owen's in it, right? Yeah, Clive Owen, he kills it. It's one of his best performances. Yeah, no, I've never <laughs> seen it. Highly, highly recommended. Most people don't know don't know this, but it's uh, it's actually by the director of The Graduate, that very classic movie. Oh, that's no so interesting. It like has yeah. a lot of the same yeah. themes. It sure does. <laughs> and he did another movie in the seventies that also has even more of the same themes called Carnal Knowledge, Carnal Knowledge with Jack Nicholson and Art Garfunkel and I can't remember who the who the female leads are but a very very similar movie and also very very good um I believe the director's name is Mike Nichols and uh yeah he makes some very good stuff Casey anytime that Chad says a movie title just add in like a pencil sound effect and um, <laughs> that's me going uh yes okay Carnal Knowledge writing that down <laughs> you got um, it that's actually my number two as well um Chad is close oh awesome I threw that one up there that's and great we might have the same number one if I if I I'll let you launch into I it. highly doubt it I highly <laughs> doubt okay. it okay <laughs> I thought maybe we were syncing up, but maybe not. Okay, so my number one, it's um, you know, it's mostly a very hated film. Uh, oh. It's considered a very, it's very well known at this point to be a bad film. But I just legitimately love everything about it all the way through, and that is Troll Two. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Troll Two. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that that's my number one uh, six character. Film. That's the one with the like um, <laughs> memed bad line where he's like screaming about how they're going to eat him next or something. Yeah, they're eating her and then they're going to eat me. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I've never seen it. I've just seen that meme like 20 times. Yeah. You should absolutely watch that movie. There's nothing like the experience you're going to get out of watching that movie. Is the whole thing like that <laughs> clip? Like, is it that bad the whole time? Or is that kind of like a standout part of the film? I mean, it's a standout part, but there are like a hundred standout parts. <laughs> okay. It's like, uh, like, like almost every scene in the movie has some sort of like, like legendary one-liner or horrible special effect or just like something that where it's like, how did, like, who... How did someone think of writing this? Like, like what? <laughs> yeah, right. This is on a script somewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's awesome. So please uh, do yourself a favor and watch it at some point. Go see wow, Troll 2. Great top you five. Know, you, know, you know, while you're at it, make it a double yeah. feature and watch Troll 1 because it's an extremely <laughs> underrated. It's, it's extremely underrated. And it has fucking Elaine from Seinfeld. It was her first role. Oh, whoa. <laughs> and... and and she's so embarrassed about it, and she shouldn't be, because it's an incredible B-movie from 1984. Sweet. Casey, yeah. do, you have, do you have a top five that can rival Chad's amazing top five? 
Yeah, well, Chad, uh, Kyle knows this, and anyone who listens to the show knows this, but Chad, I come from a much more normcore perspective, and especially <laughs> juxtaposed to um, Kyle, but even more to you. So just just remember that as we go into this. Uh, my number five is... Oh, okay. I won't judge you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, much. yeah. I'm not... <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, my number five is Old Boy. <laughs> oh, nice one. Oh, nice. That's not normcore, really. That's that's a really well, cool, yeah, weird but it, movie. It only goes uh, worse from here. And you're talking about the American remake, right? No, <laughs> actually, I was not a big fan of the American remake. <laughs> I never saw it. Yeah, yeah. I'd was anyone? That. Yeah. After that, for number four, I have Top Gun. Nice. Top oh, nice. Top Space nice. Gun. We got Tom Cruise in in two top five lists. Yeah, Top Gun kicks ass. Ooh, well, he's hard to hard <laughs> yeah, to resist, yeah. right? Yeah. Am I right, guys? Yeah, um, sure. And then for number three, I have Batman, which for you, Kyle, that oh, would be fuck. Uh, yeah. negative Batman negative four, I believe. Okay, Batman negative four. Wait, what do you mean? Because Chad four. Kyle that believes mean? that the Dark Knight is Batman one, and Dark Knight Rises is Batman two. That's how I. Yeah, oh, I see. What you're think of, I get it. I get they it. didn't really start until the Dark Knight Rises for me. All the other ones are. Wait, till the Dark Knight Rises? Wait, which one's the middle one? The Dark Knight? Uh, the Joker one is is Dark Knight. Yeah, that's just yeah, the that's Dark what Knight. I, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. That's where it. That's where. What do you mean starts. they didn't start for you? <laughs> yeah. You don't like any of the movies. I don't think that, so. Yeah, I think if I went back and watched them all, I think I'd. I don't know if I'd be able to make my way through them. But I haven't seen the Tim Burton ones in a, a long time, so. Maybe I should hold my tongue, but they're pretty yeah, Batman damn one, cool. Batman that's one is very say. special to me. It's, it's good. I'm glad that that one was six six letters. Yeah, that's a good great yeah, movie. Then uh, number two, I've got Aliens. Nice, nice. Oh shit! You know, I can't believe that I somehow hadn't seen that movie until three yeah, or four I, years. You know, ago. I didn't watch it as a kid either. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I've only seen it recently. I think it was like on HBO and I was like, oh, it, I'm finally going to watch this. I was like, holy shit. It just, it just blew my mind because I saw the first movie yeah. a ton growing up. And and I grew up on horror and sci-fi and especially like 80s movies. And that might be... The best horror sci-fi movie of all time. Alien or Aliens? Like, like it is just... No, Aliens. Yes, yeah. It is like... It, it is just mind-blowing. It yeah. really is. I'll Have you guys heard the it. story of the pitch that James Cameron did for that? For Aliens? Yeah. No. Chad, are you familiar with that? I don't know if it's a true so. story or not, but I, the story is that he went into the meeting and all he did was on a big board write the word Alien... And then put an S after it, and then um, and then like a straight line to make it a money sign. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's true. That's 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 incredible. Yeah, I hope that's true. That'd be very cool. Who did that? That was James Cameron. Yeah. He did. He did. It. Oh well, it's. I'm glad he did a few things that we can still kind of like admire, you know, because. After Avatar, it's just kind of hard to really. <laughs> I feel hey, like that's you know, it's hard to give them the time of, of day. Do you know how many letters are in Avatar? Six, baby. <laughs> don't tell me that. Please, please, please don't tell I'm me that's your Avatar number one. Avatar truther. <laughs> oh uh, my god! My number one and two oh, are Camerons, god. and Avatar I think <laughs> is good. I love Avatar. It's my number one. I'm hanging <laughs> up. I'm hanging up. 
<laughs> no judging, I thought, Chad. No judging. Yeah. I actually, right when I got out of the theater, I threw up because I just hated <laughs> More it that than much. Uncut gems. <laughs> no, not not really, but I'm just not a fan. <laughs> uh, that story, though, too, it, it's like the most 80s thing I've ever heard in like 80s filmmaking when like blockbusters were so big that he would just walk into a room put an s and do a money symbol and be like come on guys there's money here let's do this thing <laughs> just feels like so much nose candy and so many leather briefcases are like in that story right that's probably true i could see that being a scene in a movie right. definitely yeah definitely. well that's my list chad i'm glad i won you over to start it and then lost you to finish it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i mean you you, you don't need to like, what do you need my uh, validation for? You don't. No, I don't. And I know? appreciate that. Kyle, <laughs> would you hit us with your top five, please? Yeah, I start soft and then I go hard on my top Whoa. five. I, I started with um, Amelie. Have, He's a grower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you guys seen Amelie? Yeah, that's five. Oh, that's, that, 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 was, uh, that was actually my number six. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's great. It's an awesome uh, French film. They do a lot of cool... Um, technical things in the filmmaking it was really cool i also came out like in a formative filmmaking time where i was like just starting to understand like breaking rules and how you can make movies a little See, bit differently and that was uh one that was like really inspirational for me i love that it's a really beautiful singular yeah, think, film um and then my number four is gandhi have you guys seen gandhi Oh, with Sir Ben Kingsley? Yeah. You know, I think I watched it in high school, but back then I don't think I had what it would take to appreciate yeah. it yet, so yeah. I don't really uh, you, remember. But I don't know either if it's actually any good. I, I I feel like the time that I saw it, I was just really impressed. I don't think I had seen Ben Kingsley in anything and like was just thought he was like the coolest thing and was really committing and was all about it. And uh, yeah, I just really dug it. Yeah, not that this carries a lot of weight, but I think he won the Academy Award for that. Oh, did he really? Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, he won an Oscar for it. Chad, I, I also saw that movie in high school. Isn't that crazy? We probably were in the same class, Casey. <laughs> you, you were both falling asleep to it. I think um, I also didn't know a whole lot about Gandhi. I knew like all of the cultural references and kind of an idea of who he was, but not his actual life story. So just like seeing it actually told was like oh this was a real dude i like assumed yeah. he was like a buddha type figure and not like a real man sure like more of a more of a mythology thought. yeah yeah um that oh, just cool. shows how um in the you, bubble i was too <laughs> yeah <laughs> my number three is kinsey have you guys seen kinsey is that that one about sex yeah it's about um these uh scientists who come up with like a new um the Kinsey scale of sexuality. It's almost like... Is Liam seen... Neeson in that? I think yeah. so, yeah. The cool. Neesons. Isn't it um, him and Laura... Isn't it him and Laura Linney? Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, she's good at being discomforting. Yeah, you would like Kinsey a lot, I think, Chet. Uh, the reason it's on my list is uh, it's like a similar movie to Gandhi. It's a docudrama type of thing, but it was the first one that I was like, oh, docudramas can be really... Um, like icky and dirty and feel gross. Like oftentimes it's Ooh. like a biography that is like really heroic and like on someone really cool. And this was way more like subverted and felt gross and weird. Wow. Well, that makes me want to see it. <laughs> yeah. I saw it when I was in high school, so it may not, might not hold up 
in the same well, way now, but uh, I really liked it then. I, th- I think I still need to see it because I do recall actually from high school, uh, one of my best friends, or actually I would, I'll straight up say it, he's, I'd have to consider him my best friend of all time. <laughs> uh, you probably know him, uh, Mr. Joshua Luderman. Uh, he was a big fan of Kinsey in high school, and he would always talk about this one scene where the dude, like, he's like, I swear, I can make myself come in like three or four seconds. And yeah. there's a scene where he like where he like jerks off and makes himself come in like four seconds. Yeah. And I guess and I guess it's like really well done and like kind of disturbing in the movie. Yeah. So then so then like throughout my entire high school experience, like Josh, like once a month would be like, like that scene in Kinsey. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I think he'd like it. That is like the one of the main scenes that was like, man, this is like I can't believe they put this in here. And it's like a whole part of the story and like yeah, it's great. Well, hey, maybe I'll watch it tonight, buddy. <laughs> My number two is uh, Chad's number two. I put Closer. Um, and I just love uh, those type of movies that are like almost all dialogue and they don't really go anywhere. It's just like walking or like sitting in a room and they're just chit-chatting and you just sort of like see where the dialogue takes them and all the conflict is just within the conversation. There isn't like someone with a gun or like, some crazy action set piece. It's just all with um, people's relationships and how they're all interconnected. Yeah. And it's pure, pure writing and acting and it's just on level 10 in yeah. that movie. Yeah. It's so intense. But also Natalie Portman has a, has a stripper who you can't trust is, you know, it's a, uh, I would watch that over and over again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that number that woman, that woman, woo. my number one uh and why i thought chad was gonna go this way is the fly oh shit it's it's like one of my favorite movies of all time and uh how the fuck how the fuck did that slip by me okay i (laughs) i only own i only own about 15 blu-rays and the first thing i did was went and looked at my blu-ray yeah and and i own the fly and somehow it slipped right past me (laughs) (laughs) um yeah six letters it's two words but uh it's so great it's like the best uh just so gross some of the coolest ways to scare and like create horror and then the characters and acting are just so there's like a scene um i can't remember do you remember what the main character's name is what her name is no i only remember his name she, and her and her real name right she has like she, a abortion nightmare and it's so terrifying um or yeah, i think it's it sounds, abor- isn't that the, sounds what's ex- happening well it sounds extremely cronenbergian the director oh, totally. i mean you know it's a, yeah. he likes to you know that's what they call all of his movies now body horror he's yeah. like the kind of like the only body horror director that exists he just owns that term you know? <laughs> yeah. he created so, the category and he's the only one who exists in it yeah um i, ju- I just wish he would keep doing it because he kind of stopped right around the turn of the century and none of his new movies are really hitting anymore and and the fly was one of his absolute best, and I, I really do think it's the perfect meeting point of so many different genres and elements. Yeah. And it can disgust you, and it can make you emotional, and it can do so many things. It's a really, really magical movie. Yeah, it is. I, I think too the um, 
it's weird that no one's followed in his footsteps either. There hasn't been like a movement of like younger directors that have like made body horror films. They're it's like kind of lost to, I don't know, the 90s no one, or something. No one is ever going to do it again because it won't work the same. Because like, for one, it's all practical effects. Yeah. And, and nowadays, people will not fund movies with practical effects anymore like mm-hmm. unless unless it's some fucking family or some family like like lord of the rings type shit uh because yeah. that's guaranteed to make money but but if you're making a movie like a david cronenberg movie like it's just it's gonna be all like hackneyed cgi and it's not gonna have the same effect and that's why like movies like the fly we're never gonna see that again we're never gonna yeah. see anything like that ever again makes me sad it's such a good it's such a well, great thing it's gone. I agree, but just that's why it'll always be valuable for exactly what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's all I have to to talk about. That's my five. That's top five. That's top five. Hey, can we jump into host chat just for a couple minutes? Yeah, Chad, join us in host chat, will you, please? This is just a uh, place where I, t- I talk about just things that are not quite related to this movie or the trailer. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what that is. What What do we do? We just talk about it. I just have a few things I want to talk about. I noticed um, for our podcast, we have exactly two ratings. One of them is from someone, I don't know who they are, but they gave us five stars. The other one is from me, and I gave us five stars. Whoa, we're at five stars right now. Yeah, and that's why I want to bring this up. I want to call out to everybody, please do not rate us. We have a perfect rating, and I would just like to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, me too. We want to stay five stars. We're the only five stars movie podcast in existence right now. <laughs> yep. Um, the other thing I just wanted to mention, oh, I wanted to ask Chad. Chad, you and I, we, we talked about it before. We went to the same high school. We were actually in, a, in the same class, interpersonal relationships. So I just want to ask okay. you, now, how are your relationships interpersonally? What is what does interpersonal mean? <laughs> you took the class, Chad. Come on, you don't remember? I forgot. Okay. Well, <laughs> what does what does it mean? Tell me. That's good enough. I don't. I don't know. I. <laughs> you don't know either. See, nobody fucking knows. Good job, Maple Grove Senior High. <laughs> well, that's all I got, Kyle. Anything you'd like to add? Where do people uh, rate the podcast? I didn't even know you could do that. Can you, you do, can it do it on it. Spotify, iTunes? You can do it on the Apple Podcast app. Is and that the I only can, place that you can rate? Podcasts? I think you can do it with whatever, you know, certain apps have different rating systems and stuff like that, but I think that's the main one. Cool. I'm yeah. going to rate my BO right now. It's at about a <laughs> six out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Smelling really good. Just starting to kick Chad, in, is... getting a little bit of that. Smells good. Oh, though. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, baby. Well, this is usually the point where like a guest, you know, usually a guest comes on something like this to give exposure to themselves, but no one listens to this show other than my mom. So we want to thank you. I think you might, I don't know, like plug this or something and give us more exposure than we deserve. So thanks so much for coming on this show. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Chad. Spending an hour Uh, with us. I had a blast. So thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we'll have you back on and we'll talk about movies more. Killer. Can't wait to see y'all in person too someday. Yeah, did it. Oh, that's what I'm saying. All right. Thanks, Chad. Fare- farewell, friends. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye.